0: This is Tricky Lessons of the Podcast, episode number 61, I believe. Um, intro is going to be pretty quick because I think this conversation is going to speak for itself uh, right up front, I will say. This is one of my favorite conversations we've had to date. Uh, part of the reason is because it was with our friend Sean Barna, who is was not our friend, but we, I think, became friends in the process of this and then since uh, become friends and uh, part of the reason is because of why we wanted to talk to him in the first place. Uh, he was a local drummer here, a local musician here, uh, who played uh, in Droids We're Looking For, a handful of other bands, took off for California to pursue a job, decided, wait, no, I really need to do music. That's exactly what he did. He is back in D.C. now uh, after assembling a team of musicians and booking a bunch of studio time uh, to record an EP. That EP will come out... Uh, hopefully uh, mid-fall, like September or August. He's got a single coming out soon. Um, There's a single release party at the uh, Velvet Lounge. But uh, the point is is that this guy went out and sort of just followed his dream, and now he's doing it, um, to me at least, and I think to people on the site and hopefully to you. That's sort of inspirational, and it's good to see uh, somebody just doing that um, very sort of purely... And, and doing that in a time when people, uh, more often than not, just complain about how hard the music industry is. Of course it's hard. It's a job. But sometimes I think you just got to follow like your heart and soul and do what you do. Um, and Sean definitely is guilty of that. So I'm going to shut up now. I'm going to turn you over to Sean. Uh, and hopefully you enjoy this. And we will put all kinds of links to his upcoming shows. But uh, yeah. I'll shut up. Here we go, Sean Barnum. This is episode number sixty-one of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. It
1: happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man
0: leaves. Nearly a two-word review it's just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up and everyone can smell it. That right there is a, a lot logical fallacy. dc you, dc musicians at the fair for right now yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a dc lot. musician uh sean barna um you previously uh you uh, why don't you tell us like you were in a couple of different bands like i think first got in contact with you with uh the droids we're looking for yes sir yes um have you are you a dc native i am not a dc native i was actually born in connecticut oh. okay
1: and okay lived, and lived there for the first decade of my life all right before moving to florida for the next decade of my life i'm sorry yeah, tell me about it. Me too. But I was I was there uh through college and then uh and then I left and haven't gone back okay. to live. I've certainly visited.
0: Right. And so when you came to DC for for grad school, for grad actually. school. I came here from Colorado. Okay. And then what you got here um was George were looking for was that the first band you were in here or
1: first band in DC. Actually, I came here for grad school and I wasn't planning cuz I'm actually I've been a drummer for about 15 years, I guess, mm-hmm. and I wasn't planning on playing drums anymore. I came here for grad school in public policy.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but it just so happens that one of my very good friends, uh, Eric Perot, also lives in D.C., and mm-hmm. he was going to law school, and he had a band with two guitar players, uh, Robbie Kuzar and Aaron Cohen, and Eric plays bass, but he had a band called The Joys they We're Looking For, and mm-hmm. they just kind of fucked around uh, with each other playing, you know, whatever, and then, anyway, I moved to DC, and Eric's like, "Hey, you want to, want to start a band or be in this band?" And right. I was like, "Yeah, sure." And oddly enough, I had never been in a band that was, for fun, like playing drums for fun in a rock band. Like mm-hmm. most people start in the garage playing, sure, for, sure, you know, for fun. And what I was doing when I was fourteen, fifteen years old in high school, was playing with this guy uh, Chris Walker, who was also fourteen. We were the same age, uh, and we were just playing these bars every weekend. and we'd be playing these. Right. four-hour gigs Friday, and again on Saturday, sometimes five, six, seven hours of cover like songs. cover
0: songs, yeah. Classic rock,
1: and you're making yeah, yeah, money. Yeah. So I never had the fun, let's hang out and you know and get create. drunk in our parents' garage when they're away and, and make bad rock songs for two years. I never did that. Right. Until I moved here. But they until, were good rock songs, so it was fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, look, man, uh, I mean, I, obviously, you can see I, I play. You know, yeah, and, uh-huh. I, and, I mean, that shit's fun. Yeah. I mean, that is part of, I think, being... Uh, a musician on any level is like if you I mean it's how you learn it's how um, a lot of times how you get better oh sure Um, writing is a completely different skill set I think than actually playing and so there's a lot to be said for somebody who can just sort of plug in or just pick up something and be like, I'm just going to play this cover. Yeah, okay. it, was just,
1: it was exciting, man. I was just like getting to thrash in the drums and yeah. play my ass off. And we eventually got to having like 200, we almost sold out Red Palace. When Red Palace is still here, we got I think right. we four away from selling it out. That was one of the coolest gigs ever. And we headlined Rock and Roll, Hulk Hotel, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a great time to do this. And Which, uh, By the way, I
0: apologize for never making it down. Oh, that's okay, man.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Uh, we are we, trying to maybe get it back together, but the, uh, Eric is a lead singer and mm-hmm. songwriter. He's uh, having a baby either this month or next mm-hmm. month. Uh, So I'm not sure what that's going to be doing. Right. But yeah, so it was great to just play music for fun again. Because after college, I studied percussion, classical percussion in college. And then I was on tour with Broadway shows. And it's just like, you have a job to do. You're not... Yeah. I mean, it's fun. You're, you're yeah, but it, but, it's, but, it, but it is work. It's, it's work, it's a and different, you're certainly not drinking beer. Yeah,
0: and it's, it's. I think, when... Um, we have Ben Tufts down here. I don't know if you know him. I don't know him, no. Uh, but, but he's he drums with pretty much everybody around mm-hmm. here. And a lot of... I mean, he teaches, but a lot of it... He has... He's on tour with uh, Miss Siobhan and Yuma Ray, who's mm-hmm. one of his, like, official bands. But a lot of the stuff, it's stuff he just plugs into and, and sort of like, you know, a Broadway show or something. Yeah. Where... You, you just have a job to do. Yeah, you show up, you do it, and they expect you to do this, knock it out, and then next. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that I guess uh, George were looking for sort of. I'm assuming they're on hi- hiatus now. Is that? Yeah, is they that got another
1: drummer to replace me when I moved did. to L.A. Uh, and then he just moved to I think San Francisco or something. Okay. And so they're without a drummer, but like I said, so so hiatus. so let's
0: let's talk because what I wanted to really talk to you about was. You're sitting in DC, you're in this band, you're doing all this stuff, and then you decide to pick up and go to LA.
1: Well, there's a little in between there. Actually, okay. I graduate from grad school and like two weeks before, I'm like, I don't have a job, what am I gonna do? What the fuck am I gonna do? I mean, yeah. I can curse in this, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know how I'll never be able to do it in a morning show or anything. Anyway, so uh one of my old friends, Dan Callaway uh, we did Aspen Music School. I was there, and they were working at Aspen Music School, and I was there in the summer of 2006. But anyway, he writes me on uh, Facebook and says, hey, man, we're looking for a drummer to go touring this summer with this band, England in 1819. Mm-hmm. And I, I love a- Andrew and Dan. They're, they're, uh, they're brothers, man. And it's just like an opportunity to go tour with a rock band sure. around the country, at least the East Coast. It was Absolutely. So I, I, the day after I graduated, I got in a car and drove down to Baton Rouge, and that tour i was with them for about three months we went from baton rouge all the way up to boston and back mm-hmm. down It was really cool and was that
0: is that the first tour like that that you'd ever done or
1: uh no i toured with the, the producers which is a broadcast oh yeah show, yeah, yeah, right? yeah so i did that was like legit the buses and everything but yeah. this is the first like everyone pack in a van and, and don't yeah, shower yeah. for three days tour yeah. it was a blast it was the time of my life i yeah. loved it being in clubs every night i would do it again tomorrow if i had the opportunity yeah i yeah. loved it but anyway after that then i packed up and went to la
0: okay Okay. And was the going to LA like with the express purpose uh was it to record an album or was it just like you know what fuck it I need to go to LA?
1: Well, oddly enough I got a I got a job with the Walt Disney Company as an analyst for their international labor standards program. Oh. And uh, I had never even thought I would move to LA, but I knew that I didn't want to I didn't want to leave DC unless I was going to go to a city that had a great music scene. Right. Obviously LA has a great music Absolutely. scene. So Um, I left here to go do that. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself in an office every day doing very boring, repetitive tasks. (laughs) Sure, sure. So anyway, after seven months, I I quit uh, because I couldn't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so during that seven months, though, I was meeting all kinds of great artists and people doing just such cool things in L.A. I mean, it's just fucking the best scene I've ever been in. And, you know, it gets such a bad rap, which I understand to an extent, but... Fuck that! It's cheap. You, uh, you can yeah, live I, there. It's cheaper than DC for sure. I,
0: I don't understand that. We went out there. Uh, I've been out there once mm-hmm. and fucking loved it. I, I loved everything about it. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a vibe to that city. It's amazing that I think you either plug into it or you don't. I and mean, I can I can see where people are like, oh, downtown sucks, but no, like
1: I'm, yeah, it's crazy because like the local musicians are like James Blake, right? Right. Or like Father John Misty, and right. Just walking, right? Walking around, you never know who's going to be there. But, you know, I was in a, uh, like a, I guess you'd call it like noise rock. I don't know, like Nirvana on steroids band mm-hmm. uh, for a while out there. And that was its own scene, this really like uh, do-it-yourself scene that's in uh, basements and fucking illegal clubs and art galleries and shit. Right. And that was that was a lot of fun. Those guys are great. That was a band called Washing Machines. Uh, but then it was also, I meaning these other musicians are trying to do this electro pop thing, this mm-hmm. indie pop thing, this more polished pop thing. Just like, it was, it was just so cool. Yeah. So cool. So many experiences. So anyway, I, when I was going to Disney every day, I said, fuck this. And I got out of there. Sure. And then I was, uh, all all I had full on the album, basically, which I had been, I had had in, and like I said, I have, I told you, I don't know when you started recording, but I have a lot of material and I had been thinking I want to record something for real. Mm -hmm. And so, uh. The opportunity kind of just, I finally just like manned up, I guess, or whatever the hell that means. But I just finally said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Because right, it, right. I just started singing a few years ago. And right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what you're telling and me. This is just
1: like, fine, I'm just going to do it or I'm not going to do it. And sure. So now I'm going to do it. Sure. And so I did a little Indiegogo campaign, made some money, made about half of the money that I needed for the thing. Right. And then I, I just started
0: doing it. And, and were you like recruiting at that point, like uh, friends that you had met in LA as uh, <clears throat> other musicians to like help out? Or were you like hiring studio musicians? I mean, <laughs>
1: That's interesting because, uh, well, first of all, I mean, let's start at the beginning here. So I was going to, I had this, okay, so I moved to L.A. And uh, there's a band there that's actually from D.C. called mm-hmm. Holy Child. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they went to school here, college here. It's Louis Diller and Liz Nistico. And uh, they moved out to L.A. about the same time I did. Okay. And Louis was going to be the producer of my EP. And we had met a few times in pre-production stuff and just talking through songs and picking sure. songs and all that shit. And then he's like, hey, man, like pretty much last minute, he's like, hey, I'm about to sign with, it turned out to be Glass Note Records, and I can't I can't commit to this anymore. I have to write a bunch of songs right, for my right, album right, all this right, stuff. Right. Totally cool, totally understandable. But uh, he hooked me up with this guy, Adam Latham, who works at a studio called The Fortress in, in downtown L.A. Okay. And uh, and he, he was the producer of, this, of the EP. But uh, once I got involved with him, it just I could, every step it just started to kind of get like, Because he works out of The Fortress, which is a really great studio, basically, is what I'm saying. So Mm -hmm. once I got that studio and and Adam was thinking, like, well, I don't want to, like, skimp on any part of this now. And so I just keep basically dropping money into it, but also just picking things that are going to make this really good.
0: Right, right.
1: So anyway, I got Adam producing. I played drums, obviously. So I played drums on it. Guitar. We brought in another guy to do uh, guitar as well. Uh, the bass player, I've never met, but he did a great job. Uh, but, you know, it's all Adam's right. friends, actually. So right, like, right, I, right, right. I had uh, my friends come in and do some background vocal stuff with me, but it, it's really all of Adam's friends, including
0: the guy mixing and mastering it. So was this stuff that um, you had been, like, workshopping a little bit? I mean, you, you said, uh, like you said up front, um, the you've been writing a little bit i mean like when did that switch over to like being more of a writer and so now you're like looking at this like i'm going to execute on this because like you said what the fuck
1: yeah well i mean i to this day have probably only played like 10 solo gigs by myself which is exciting but like i love it i just don't if i had a bunch of fans i would play two gigs a day but i don't so i I try to space out the gigs but um I had all this material. I remember saying uh, a year and a half ago, I did a gig at DC9, I think, so it was in December. Uh, and I said, oh, I have this EP and I'm going to mm-hmm. record it. I was like, well, I don't have any fucking money. Right. You know, so I could do it. I mean, if I were just me and a guitar yeah. and I wanted to do that kind of an album, which I do actually I yeah, want yeah, to do one of those. Yeah. But I could do it for probably a 12-pack of beer because I have friends that would just record it and it would be good. Yeah, you, could soon as you, it, add, you could do it in this basement, Right. But as yeah. soon as you add drums it's like fucking $7,000. It's yeah. like Jesus Christ. So yeah. um I don't know. I don't think I was ready to record it before. I don't mm-hmm. think vocally I was ready. I don't think that uh I w- was ready to know what to do with it once it was recorded. I'm not even sure I'm ready now, I don't know. Right, what right, what right. to do with it. But at some point I just it really was something I was like doubting myself and just eventually I was like this is good stuff and I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Now, yeah. and so I I think it was just you know, honestly, it was. I, I had some friends out in LA, one in particular who just has a very, like, just fucking do it attitude. Like, why are, just do it? I don't right. know why are you even talking about it? Why are you complaining about it? Just do it. Right, right. And he, uh, and he was a big influence on that part of me. Mm mm-hmm. like, hmm. kind of like, just stop being a bitch and do it.
0: Well, I, I think that stops a lot of artists. Yeah. Like, I mean, it is daunting if you look at, like, the costs. Yeah. Um. If if you want to do that. I mean, there is an argument to be made. Like I said, you could record something, like, in this basement. Yeah. You could do drums down here. It would be fucking hell on earth, like, to yeah. do it. But um. people I know and some people I've talked to, like, Justin Jones, like, you don't necessarily, as the artist, like, want to think about that part of it. Right. But I think the more... People do, and I think you you did like consider like it it has to get done. And it's not you, you, like if you have like these songs that you wrote and this like art that you want to get out. Yeah. If you're gonna sit back and sort of rely, wait for somebody else to take care of it for you, it's a good chance it's not gonna happen. Right. You know, and I don't know, like a lot of times I think it, it can turn out not like you planned, and that can be good or bad. But I think, like, the fact that you just went and did it, I mean, that's uh, – I think a lot of people should sort of take a lesson from that because, like, why the fuck not? What were you – I mean, what were you going to do? Sit on sit on the songs? Just keep writing? Well, that's the thing. I mean, you could sit in your room
1: and – I mean, I'm – the thing is, like, more than a musician even, I like being on stage, man. I just yeah. love it. And I don't like being – I don't really like being the center of attention or mm-hmm. any of that shit. I just, like – you know, I'm trying to work some shit out with these songs. And mm-hmm. I did it with drumming, too. But drumming was more of a, like – Let's just play my ass off and have a good time, type of thing. When you're playing in bands, anyway. But this is just like this is my diary. Yeah. And this is the shit that this is like.
0: Yeah, the two songs I've heard actually play like that. Yeah, I love but, it. And but you do you do a good balance, I think, on it in the writing in in where mm. when you go down that route, it can get real like wanky. Yeah. And it's a fine line, and you fall on the, like the right side of that line, I think. Uh, from what I've heard so far. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I can play the other three for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I. What's funny is like people know me as a drummer. My friends and family know me mm-hmm. as a drummer. But even recently, my family, uh, my mom and dad came down to see a show. Oh, I was in July. I had a birthday show. Here. Sure. And they came to see me play. And they had never seen me sing or play guitar. They've been watching me play drums for for ten years mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, and so they're used to that that scene coming out and, and yeah. checking it out. But they come and they see me play by myself standing on a stage with a guitar. And I think, especially my dad, is probably like, this is probably going to suck. You know, like, oh, what the fuck is this? Because it's like, <laughs> right. he's never done this before. Right, and he right, can't right. sing or any of that shit. And uh, I just remember him looking at me after and he was like, oh, that's really cool that you can do that. Yeah. Where does this shit come from? I like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: you, you don't know. It's just like, I don't
1: even remember writing this shit. It just right, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it's just sort of like an evolution of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so is, so is is your... You said you, you really like being on the stage. Is that... Does that drive you to do all this other stuff to get to that point where you can be on the stage? No, nothing really drives me. It's just, like, I have like I have
1: to write this stuff. I don't know when that started. Yeah, actually, I just I, you know actually when I was moving out to Colorado in two thousand nine, I started writing stuff in a book, and just that continued for the next year. And I kind of started learning like, you know, bad cowboy chord covers of Pink Floyd songs and mm-hmm. stuff, or whatever yeah. Hootie and the Blowfish, whatever you can do,
0: <laughs> but. I, I don't know. If that's whatever you can do. <laughs> no. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote some good You just shit. admitted to that. So I, saying, don't no, no, I don't mind. Okay. If
1: I am as big as Hootie, I will pay off a lot of my bills. But, yep. uh Exactly. He's laughing all the way to the bank. So, know, yeah, I just started writing this stuff around then, and then, but it didn't mean anything. I wrote all this stuff that didn't mean anything sure. to me. And I'd never done any of this before. And it wasn't even lyrics. I don't ever write lyrics ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just I, words come first, but they're not in forms of lyrics. Usually it's just rhythms in my head because I'm a drummer. So yeah, yeah. I write to rhythms, oh, that makes which sense, yeah. helps me because the lyrics are generally in rhythm. But um, so anyway, then like I moved back to D.C. from Colorado and then some shit goes down. And all of a sudden I go home and write a song and it's like, oh, I feel better now. Right. And then I was like, oh, that was... Amazing, and then I wrote another right. forty songs about the like, same thing. Right, you know, it right, like right. like it could be a, an yeah. anthology of the one thing that happened to me. Sure, sure, but, sure. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck you asked, but
0: yeah, but no, no. I mean, that's sort of like I mean, so it's 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 an ongoing process for you. Like, and and I mean, are you focused on like when you get this EP done? Uh, you said you had something enough for like five EPs. Yeah, absolutely. Potentially, but when you get this one done, like, is it going to be a? Uh, sort of stop and try to market this, or is it is it going to be a just get it out and then keep on going?
1: Well, I think it's going to be done in the next f- probably like few weeks, right? And you know, I was just I was going to just like put it on band camp or something, sure. but like there's all there's a, you know, it'll just go there and die. There's a lot of people releasing good music, and so yeah, like, yeah, you have to be careful. And really, as my friends in Holy Child were telling me this the other day, they're just like, don't release it just because you have it, just wait and make sure that. Not, like, wait forever, but just, like, make sure that you just set it up right so that you get the maximum exposure. Uh, yeah, no, no, science, absolutely. But, like, put a video together. Yeah. You know, and I, I have a friend out in L.A. I, I believe he's going to help me with this, Valerie Noel, and then my other— uh, these are my roommates, actually, but they're my very good friends— and Joey Harrow, and they're they're going to help me with this. And we've been talking about it a lot. How can we make a, a good video? Like, right. And really part of this is that, none, like I said, none of my friends and family even really— I don't think take this part of my life very seriously. They know I do it, but sure, they don't really sure, know sure. what it is. And so I want to put a video and a song out and say, here it is. This is right. how serious I am about it. Right. It's well like produced and all that stuff. It's yeah, you know, yeah, all that's gonna be good. So here it is. And then like maybe someone likes it or maybe it goes on a blog. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. then like wait a month or two and release the the rest of the music or whatever it takes. Yeah. I but, mean, like, I'm so bad
0: at that part though. I wish somebody would just tell well, me. I, th- I, I think, it. I think, uh, most musicians will admit to being bad at that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Um, like me personally, looking at both sides of, of that, you know, I think to be a successful musician, unfortunately you have to be part of the businessman, yeah. but at the same time, if you have, um, there's a lot to be said for like sort of what your situation sounds like. If you have a lot of other like creatives, maybe not your necessarily your discipline around you uh just assisting in the process. Yeah. And like picking up little pieces of it. I mean you, you have to manage it yourself. Not you, but the artist. Right. But if you have if you have somebody who's like, Hey, you know, I can make a really fucking sweet video. Yeah. And 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 I'm willing to do that for you because you know, it plays into—it's it. It's not only, like, growth for you, it's growth for them and, and stuff. Um, and, and I think when that happens, I think it's a really—honestly, uh, it's it's a really beautiful thing. And it's something that a lot of artists don't necessarily tap into.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing with L.A. is all these people are just surrounding you constantly. And they're mm-hmm. harder to find in D.C., but they exist, and i have yeah, and I mean I have a lot of friends here that are dealing with the house the house show scene, which is really cool. And so I have yeah, yeah. to know the people doing doing all that stuff, and it's great. But definitely, like, who do you know? How can they help? Do they want to help? If they like what you're doing, they'll right. probably be glad to help. Right. And you so know. that's what I'm. I, I mean, my. I don't really mind the marketing part. If I didn't have more songs, what mm. I want to do is the day this is done is go on and record the next EP because it's fucking awesome. Right. But the thing because I, the, actually, but the thing is with that one is that. Really, I want to be in a band. I don't want to be, like, the singer-songwriter-solo artist. Sure, there. sure. And that's fine, but I'd rather be in a band where I write all the songs and all that, but yeah. where there's a lot of
0: input from people that all bring their own thing. Uh, so, so say, say like, this first EP, like, takes off, and it's just like... be great. It's like, <laughs> we don't want the band. We want Sean Barna. Well, that's like.
1: fine. I just want people that I work with, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, Springsteen's
1: made it work. Can't we learn yeah. anything from him? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, he's, you know a low-level hack, but I think that...
0: Uh, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) No, I'm fucking kidding. He's a goddamn...
1: He is... I just can't even believe it. I really can't even believe it. I've been obsessed with him the past few months. Uh, Anyway, so I want a band because I... I think there's a lot of texture and a lot of um, personality that you can lose if you do it all yourself. I didn't do it all myself, luckily, but, like, certainly the drums is a huge thing with a band. Yeah. And I don't mind being the drummer of my own band, except for I'm not going to be the drummer of my own band when we're doing it live. Right. I want people to come in. uh, Probably almost want somebody—I don't really know what the hell I would want a drummer. I I probably should just be forbidden from talking to the drummer I eventually play with. But anyway, I just have this set of rock songs, and I want a rock band.
0: Yeah. Of that kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want
1: to be a singer-songwriter, like mopey, right, whatever. Right, right, right.
0: I can do it. You just want to do, do the songs, get them down, and then get out, and then actually and play, play the, the fuck
1: of out of them to a
0: drunk. If, crowd Now, so so would that mean? I mean, a lot of people have talked about a uh, model of uh, releasing music. So, like Radiohead, for example. They're sort of like, eh, you know, the album is. Dead. And we would rather just release singles. Right. The public do so, yeah, yeah, the EP Yeah, yeah. The public demand. So that is the reason why you're, it's
1: one of the big reasons. Is that like why are you going to put out 10, 11 songs when nobody's going to listen to more than maybe one or two of the songs?
0: Right. Because uh, I mean, not nobody knows who I am. You know, like. Well, I, I don't know if it's if 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 nobody knowing who you are really. Uh, I mean, it, it plays into selling it. Like, if the songs are cohesive over yeah. ten or eleven songs, like, then it doesn't matter. Like, right. people will find out who you are and yeah. find it, but. Um, but I mean, so it sounds like you'd be like pretty comfortable like doing a thing like instead maybe instead of doing the next EP, you would go and just bang out a single. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm to do and anything. And then keep playing. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and I have, you know, I have material that I really want people to hear, and I'm just excited to. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that I wrote this stuff. I I don't know. I just. It's still so new to me. Like yeah. drums don't excite me in the same way. I'm excited playing drums if there's like hundreds of people watching. I'm like, yeah, oh, this right, is fucking right, awesome. Right, right. But the fact that I wrote any of these songs to me is really exciting because it's like. Well, you can
0: tell. I mean, you can tell and talk. To even over email, you can tell. Yeah. Like how excited about it are you? know, even seeing watching, watching this sort of unfold on Facebook. Yeah. So like we're friends on Facebook. So watching that unfold, you know, you could tell your level of excitement. And it wasn't like. Uh, watching somebody be excited about something they might be doing right like this might happen it was just like fuck it i'm doing it let's yeah. go yeah man i mean
1: like when you start getting you know i don't know just having like a producer there and talking with him about your songs in mm-hmm. an b- objective way just yeah. like yeah you need to this song ends here this verse actually needs to just go away
0: yeah
1: and then i realized i wasn't even offended that he said it i was like oh right cool we're trying to make something here and this is going to be cool and i'm trying to like i don't know not make a statement or anything it's just like here's what i've been doing Mm -hmm. and you know i fucking like obsessed about the songs that were going to go on this my friend john has had to listen to me for probably (laughs) a year or more right what song should go on this because there's like there is cohesive groups of songs that i have Mm -hmm. and to take like one from that and put it on another ep just because it's a really great song is almost like I don't know, it's like reading The Lord of the Rings out of order or something, whatever you would do that's not right. But
0: yeah.
1: I don't want to do it. I want to record these EPs, like all of them, tomorrow and then release them. And then release them
0: sequentially. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so this EP is actually interesting because I, I kind of did. I kind of said, all right, I'm not going to record all five of these probably because I'm going to be right, unless I like, don't write anymore ever. Right. Uh, I need to not be an idiot about this. So I picked, it has my newer songs, but it also has my oldest one of my oldest real songs, like when I first realized, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so it has one of my uh, older... So it actually like, goes in reverse the order of the EP, but it has probably my the most important song that I wrote, mm-hmm. for just like, me realizing I could do this. Yeah. Um, but then all my song about going to California and experiences there. So. Sure. Two of them were written in California, and three of them were written here.
0: Okay. Um, actually,
1: one was written in Colorado, but it was about California.
0: So. Now, stylistically, are you... Um, do you anticipate, like, the Bs like, sort of varying, like, <clears throat> thematically? or not, not thematically, but, um yeah, maybe this one is, like, a little more, like, what I heard is a little more folky. Yeah. And then maybe the next one is a little more, like, kick out the fucking jams, rocking.
1: Yeah, you and know, I only think that, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the rock thing's only going to happen to me. I think rock has a lot to do, not only with how you're playing the instruments, but mm-hmm. the energy between the people Absol- in yeah, the band. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, I mean, Dave Grohl, I guess, did it with Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. who I don't particularly care about. Riffing, yeah, 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 But, like, to have a rock band is, like, the whole Steady is, like, my favorite fucking rock band. I'm right, so trying right, to see him again in April. But um, there's just so much energy in yeah, the way that they absolutely. interact. And so, I mean, I don't want to be making folk records, really. I guess the thing is, like, coming from just writing by yourself, think like, these are singer-songwriter folk songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really, I want someone to come and be like, well, what about this fucking guitar lick that's going to just blow the doors out for that song? I'm like, yeah, yeah. awesome. Because I can't play guitar like that. Right. I can play to write but right. so anyway this song this ep is very folky because i think it's easy to arrive at that because it's closer to what i did in my bedroom sure then sure. uh, uh the acoustic guitar version of my songs are going to translate into rock music mm-hmm. by myself so uh yeah i think the next one is definitely going to be if the next ep is called assassins and all the songs are written and done and i think it's going to be much more rock if I have a band. In fact, I might not even record it unless I have a band, because right. I also have another set of just all acoustic songs, right? which are which are straight-up folk mm-hmm. song, uh, singer-songwriter type of things. And I'm fine with doing that. Sure. But I, I, the Assassins, in particular, I want to have a band when I do it. But this one is certainly kind of like... Um, it's just... It's mostly about the lyrics, yeah. not so much about any intensity. Maybe
0: right. Well, it's a start. Yeah, it's you a start. Know, it, it's it, it's, it's a kickoff to like a, you know, potentially like an album cycle or an EP cycle. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and what you're doing? Um, if you could have, like, say your dream band. Mm. Realistically, though, like oh, you, you can't have Springsteen. So, so I can't band. just re- well. Okay, we'll do both Like <laughs> <No>. so, so <laughs> I your, would your, sing your in Led dream...
1: Zeppelin as a backup singer. Okay, that's
0: kidding. That's a joke, All right. uh, oh, no, you're But no, your, your dream band. If if you were like putting together these songs, and producer came to you and said, "Hey, man, Sean, you can have anybody who you fucking want. Who want me a call?"
1: Oh Jesus Christ! Um, my uh, honestly, like shit. Well, okay. So there's. <laughs> Man, I can't answer that question. Can, There's a couple great. Let's start with drums. That's well,
0: really the, the reason the, let me tell you uh, the reason I'm asking the question is because, like, I think your answers are say a lot about what you want it to be. Yeah, you know, where because I, 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 from talking to you about this, like, uh, at some point it is going to end up you up front.
1: Yeah, would great.
0: And and so you you're talking about this band, mm-hmm. and you want to play in a band, and you want to do this, but you're, it's the first steps into you making the band and you sort of being the impetus and the front man Which, and, all, yeah. and all that stuff. I to see the EP better. as a big
1: part of that, by the way. Like, here's what I want. to
0: be doing. Right, right. So not not just you know fading. I mean, you a band is always a unit, sure. not always, but it should be.
1: Well, I mean, I really look at it that way. Yeah, like, I don't want to just. I'm, fucking tell people what to do i mean right so, cable, that's I'm bullshit band, yeah, right?
0: yeah yeah and and the music won't be good and no, you know, nobody yeah. will respect you but uh so back to the question like <laughs> <I hate you. laughs> oh man you know
1: two of the best drummers uh there's a younger guy out in uh la that i met who i thought was really fucking great his name is Anise. he is a uh very energetic and great drummer. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be a blast to play. I mean, drums are going to be very important right. to me. I think it'd be a blast to have somebody like that. Cause I play with a lot of energy and I want somebody with a lot of energy. Sure. And the other guy, uh, that comes to mind these, I'm just, I'm thinking about friends that I think are, yeah, just,
0: no, that's fine. I mean, it, that might be better, but
1: yeah, I mean, fuck, I just know somebody like drum, the drum. things. Like <laughs> right, I can list right, all my right, drummer right, friends. Right. Like, here's who I want. Right. Uh, it was my friend, Kevin, my friend, Dan, all these fucking people. And you know they're just so great. Uh, Dan Crean is—he's uh, a drummer of Semi Precious Weapons—and I told him, yeah. and I don't even know if he fucking believe me, but he is one of the sickest motherfuckers on the goddamn planet when right. it comes to drum set. Just the energy he plays with—he plays traditional grip, which I do too. Yeah. Fuck the world, um, man, it's great. I would—he just—I'd love to play with him. I would love to play with him, but uh, he's busy at the moment, about to be in a famous rock band. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It's uh it's great. I know so many so many
0: fucking So you got the drums covered. Drum people. You, yeah, you're gonna All steal
1: these... the guy from Semi Precious Weapons. That's not gonna happen, no, unfortunately. No. I think he's busy. Uh guitar, my buddy Chris Walker is one of the best guitar players in the fucking world. He's yeah. down in Florida. Just insanely good. Uh my buddy here in D C Nick Anway, who plays okay. in every fucking D C band there right. is. Uh he's a like baby Brian who needs a pulse and these different yeah, bands yeah. around here. Him and I are going to start playing together a lot. He did play with me in DC-9 last December. And we're actually going to get pretty serious about that. Um, keyboards. Who the hell do I know that's really good at keyboards? You know, uh, David Yaden. He's in a band called David and Divine out in okay by the way candace divine could sing with me anytime she wanted i just let her sing all my songs and i'd watch with a scotch <laughs> from the side but uh it like pink and bet Midler. i was just saying on facebook pink and bet midler just said that like it's right. their favorite band I and mean, she's their favorite vocalist or something right. anyway david yaden is a fucking nasty piano player okay keyboard player right. songwriter just unbelievable
0: uh I'm just like cherry picking the people from yeah, my no, friends. No, no.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, that's <laughs> what you were asking. See,
0: and, we'll, and 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 we'll tag them when we send this out, and I'll go to yeah. them, and be like, "Hey, Sean, I want you to play." Uh, my friend, uh,
1: no, I don't know the guy that played on my uh, EP. Actually, Adam Trestler, mm-hmm. he played guitar. He's he's great. Uh, another friend, Freddie Hall, up in New York. He's great at guitar. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, all my friends. Like, you know, we just it'd be like. Uh, Mad Dogs and the Englishmen will just go on the road. The yeah. Rolling Thunder Review will just go on yeah. the road together Yeah, in a train. What's the train that went across the, the Janice? Festival Express. Festival Express. Yeah. That's what I want my life to be. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. Fucking, <laughs> Jesus.
0: Wouldn't it? <laughs> Indiegogo it for yeah. fucking doing it? Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> I, don't, I oh. don't know how much that would uh, cost in today's dollars. Um, A lot of cocaine. Well, you know what's funny is fucking Amtrak has a lot of cocaine. Amtrak (laughs) has this thing where uh, you can. Aubrey's doing it. Okay. So, yeah. We should all like. No, well, she, she wants to write a young adult novel. And so she is applying. She's finishing up uh, doing policy at Oxford right now mm-hmm. um, and coming back to DC. But, uh, yeah, she is applying to that. Uh, it's a residency for Amtrak. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. where you basically just. <laughs> they're basing it on uh, your uh, social presence. Yep. So, unless you have, like. That's why I didn't 100, apply. 120,000 Twitter followers, like there's. No. Which I do. Not. yes <laughs> exactly
1: fuck um oh you know who else is good i uh this is like this is like a new thing but the the band the 1975 yeah i was one of their first hundred thousand followers like two weeks ago now they're up to like five hundred thousand followers right. on facebook but that drummer is fucking sick yeah and that band is just sick they're yeah, really yeah. tight the drummer and the, this is why i'm bringing this up it's a special place in my heart the drummer his name is george but i saw them at um uh the fonda theater in la mm-hmm and at the end of the show, he's like throwing drumsticks out to all these screaming sixteen-year-old girls. Right. And then he looks in my direction. And I was just like, I gave him like a look, like, "Hey, man, I'm a drummer." I was just like, gave him a little like gesture, and he sure. just like tossed the stick ever so gently right into my <laughs> fucking hand. I <like>, caught it, <laughs> and I still have it. Just thinking, like, nice. we just we just had a moment. That guy's fucking great. He plays his balls off.
0: Yeah, I've got Bill Barry's drumsticks upstairs. Nice. So um, I it, want a Ginger Baker's it, drumsticks.
1: No fuck. No fucking.
0: I, I I mean I'm not much of a collector, but my buddy was like, yeah, yeah, I've got Bill Berry's drumsticks. i like, yeah. I don't. And this was 15 years ago. Yeah, I was like, I don't play drums. So, but now I do. I I I'm learning that kit, and I'm scared to use those sticks on it. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. The break, but yeah, you should still
1: play the kit. Oh yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh I still am playing. Oh, the kit. I will. Um, I should give you one of mine. So as far as far as shows like going on, uh, do you have any book right now?
1: Actually, I'm flying to LA in a couple of weeks to play, opening for my band. Uh, my band, not my band. My friend's band, meaning I'm friends with all of them. Uh, called Madman Riot. It's actually a hard okay. rock band. Uh, that's a a different genre altogether. So it should be interesting opening for them. But they're they're pretty new and fucking great, and they're all. there's are my best friends in LA. Probably right. Is that band? But I'm opening for them at Silver Lake Lounge, um, on April 3rd. So that's what I'm doing. And then I'm, uh, you know, it's funny with me. Like, when I'm recording, I'm not in the mindset of playing. Like, I stopped yeah. playing music when I was right. recording somehow. I don't know how that happened. But uh, I just started to get, now that I just finally am settled down here. Because I was pretty much homeless in L.A. for, like, right. six months on couches. <laughs> but now that I'm here, I'm put it space. in the liner notes, man. Fuck, seriously. Like, I yeah. had the homeless in L.A. thing. All my shit's been in my car since September 1st. My drums and everything else. Right. Uh, I was able to store them in my friend's garage for a while, but... Finally, I'm just in my own space and yeah. I have my shit out of my car and I'm playing guitar every day and mm-hmm. my fingers are fucking throbbing as we speak. And I'm so happy to be doing it again. Yeah. I haven't written a song since September, which is fucking crazy because I've never gone that long without writing since I started. Which is to have a phases. place to like sit down and just be in my head yeah. and do it. So, anyway, that's the only show I have booked. But when I come back, I plan, I hope to be playing uh, a lot more. I just kind of want to. I wanted to get settled here in DC. You, you
0: want to get into venues, or like you mentioned the uh, uh, like actually, the, the house show scene, which um, we've. Uh, uh, Andre and I actually talked about doing a documentary about, about Paper sure. House, centered. And my buddy some runs the Al- is, my
1: buddies run the Alamo. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah, yeah, gone. yeah. Um, and we've run in some snags. The least of which, what do I say? My camera is gone. Yeah. <laughs> so because um, we're just shooting it on DSLR. Um, but that is really taking off. Like, do you feel? Uh, it would be easier to come back here and plug into that, or, or more beneficial even to plug into that, uh, rather than try to book a gig at DC Nine. I mean, the Red Palace is no more. I know. I hate um, that fucking club. I wish it hadn't closed. And Rock and Roll Hotel is what it is. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I mean,
1: it's hard for me, I'm by myself, to fill that. Yeah. Uh, it's meaning like just with the like, we I mean, need fucking people there. It's, if there's half the people in the back talking because they're waiting for their friends to yeah. come on next, you can't do it. I've done it. I did that exact thing. Yeah. But you know, I love playing the clubs for sure Yeah. but what I'm writing as long as it's just me and there's not a band uh-huh. which it looks like for now it's just me yeah. to be in a room with people and look them right in the fucking eye uh-huh. and it's not like loud and they're just listening to me I'm going to get a lot further with these people than if I'm in a club where nobody's really listening or it's too loud or there's distractions yeah. um, that being said I think it'll be a mixture of both but I've already talked to my friends the two Nicks, basically that uh, that I'm gonna do a show at the Alamo, mm-hmm. uh, and we're gonna set it up that I'm playing with people that are doing a similar thing, like a story, or I don't know, lyrically dense music. Where yeah, you want to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it, or yeah, just yeah. have people checking it out in an intense way. But so I'm absolutely already already planning on doing that, and we're we're looking at dates and shit. But sure, um, clubs. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if I wrote. Steve fucking, uh, like, today and said, hey, I'm available, usually mm-hmm. I'm always like, I mean, he's always in need of, oh, somebody dropped out, we want to yeah. come play, we want to come play. But at the same time, it's like, you want to be in a position to kind of always say yes, and that mm-hmm. and if you want to say yes, you don't always want to say yes, because you can't always bring people. And if you can't bring people, he doesn't want you playing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think probably we're going to go house scene first. Okay. we have a lot more to benefit. Cool. A lot more benefit to be gained in that way.
0: Cool. Well, I think we are about uh, almost like 40 minutes
1: cool. Um yeah uh, did you want to ask anything else about LA I figured that, that's what you actually want to talk about I, I
0: mean we can we can talk about LA like I mean I think you, you talked about a good bit about like your friends out there and uh, doing it um, I mean is there a difference like the scene, like playing out there, as far as coming playing there, the way the audience is going to receive you, and say coming back here, and the way the audience is going to receive you. Because I mean, DC is historically not always, but can be a um, a very uh, uptight might be a little harsh word, um, and I know, and I know artists see it differently. Like Nassim from Kingsley Flood, he he he, their crowds, the way he sees it, are, are very warm and and there for it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of bands don't get that.
1: Well, you know, pretty much everyone living here is doing whatever music or art they're doing as a hobby. In you know, whether they want to... I mean, maybe they want to do music, but they're yeah. still here working in government or whatever yeah. they're doing. I mean, just like... I came back here a few weeks ago with this fucking haircut. Yeah. And I've heard from every goddamn person I see about my haircut. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll say nice things, but often just like, oh, what's with your fucking hair? That's weird. And oh. I'm just like... You guys suck, man. But yeah, that, it's just like people are like afraid to just like be loose here. People yeah. in LA are. I was selling my fucking equipment, mm-hmm. literally selling cymbals to Guitar Center so that I could eat, Right. because I w- didn't want to sit in a fucking office anymore at Disney. Yeah, uh, and that's legit. Like I was out of money, I and mean, that's why I'm back here, and right. I'm working a little bit. But um, you know, people there are willing to basically die for their ability to paint or whatever the hell they're trying mm-hmm. to do, play guitar, and here people are not really here for that that's not what they're you no. know you're like i'm gonna move to dc and be a famous musician and people mm-hmm. don't usually say that that being said there's some fucking awesome shit going on here and there's great bands
0: there is and there's a lot of I, and people I mean,
1: with money to come to shows people have money here
0: that there is the money to come to shows although if, if you fill up like said the back of the room with yeah. people just running their mouths i don't know how well that works <laughs> for i think anybody. you gotta play the right
1: venue if i'm like playing a rock and roll hotel and on 30 of my friends come when it can fit 400 people yeah like I can't pitch about that. That's exactly what you should expect. Yeah. And it's my job to bring them in, but they can't even hear you back there. If you sit at the back of that room, you can't. I mean, you know the room. You can't even hear unless, like, that's what's going on. But, uh, you know, someone like DC-9 is is much more suited for me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, I I mean, I'm looking forward to the house scene thing where people are just in a room that's no much much bigger than this room we're in, and they're right there with you.
0: I think you might tap into the people that are more... um uh, I mean, going to a club, uh, there is – you want the people to be coming to see, like, the band. Yeah. But the reality is people are, I mean, coming to see the band and get fucked up. Yeah. And, you know, do that. Exactly. So it, it's its a its a whole package experience.
1: And that's the other thing is that when I'm by myself, it can get really intense. Because mm-hmm. this shit is, like, intense to me. It's yeah. intense for me. Yeah. So – uh. I think if I had a band, it would be easier for people to have a good time. Uh Because I make people uncomfortable, I think, because I'm saying things that most people aren't going to say in normal conversation, for sure. But just like, it's clear when I'm alone that it's actually not just It's actually you. It's, it's not
0: just a narrative. It's like yeah. you are like... And we're not, uh, yeah, I'm not here having a... Well, that, I mean, that, that can be a good thing or bad. Like, right. You know, but in like Rock roll a and Roll Hotel when and, there's 30 And you're going to find outside. that out very quickly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, people dig <laughs> like it. Like if but, you do
0: a house show, people are like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, I'm not
1: like saying like... <laughs> no, no, no,
0: but you, you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: I mean, I almost said something outrageous just then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the house show thing is going to be really fun. And I will definitely play a show somewhere else if the Occasion presents itself because I I just I dig the whole thing.
0: I think it will. I mean, I think. I mean, I honestly think uh, a really big part of doing any of this um, is just we've been over it, but saying fuck it and do it. And you and you you cross that line way back. So I mean, I I don't see for you it being like you're going to find the band.
1: Yeah. And you know, like I wrote you in the email. It's like, yeah. I was scared of this for a while, but at some point I was just like, if I am honest, if I'm being honest to myself no. and to what I'm saying and I fucking mean it, then nobody can fucking say anything about it. That's going to take anything away from me. No. If I'm like doing something that's bullshit and someone calls me out on it, that hurts. Sure. But like, you're going to say, Oh, I don't like those lyrics. I mean, somebody said, I had somebody tell me like, Oh, you sing with too much emotion sometimes. And i was just like, I'm not fucking trying to do it. That's just what it yeah, is. Yeah, so yeah. Like, that, that's what it is. You could say sing and key more. Okay, that right. would be one thing. But like, that's just my reality. That's what I'm doing this for. I'm yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to like be a pop star or anything. Yeah. You know, just like that's who I am. Yeah. So if you're honest, that's that. And that is absolutely uh, coupled with fuck it. I'm doing this. This and, is me. Yeah. Here it the is. The
0: honesty is like is the biggest part. Yeah. I think for any artist because a lot of people don't care. It's a weird thought that, like, we actually started talking about a little bit, that, like, like obviously I love music, you True. love music, like, the people I'm associated with love music. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that don't really give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which sure. is a weird thing, you know? I've never comprehended that. Yeah, um, but it, it it happens. It's a reality, sure. you know? I don't I, care about sports. and People can't comprehend right, that. Right, so. right, right, right. It's sort of the same thing. But if... There's something about both, I would say, sports, music. If you can see that it is coming from a person's like heart and from their soul, there's something that it attracts a crowd to that, yeah. and attracts people to that. And then it, maybe they didn't quite like it to begin with, but they're like, well, shit, that's, that's some real shit. Yeah. In a world where there's like... Not a lot of real shit. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. Um, it's so easy to make music these days. Yeah. Um, which, on one hand, is fucking awesome. Like, I'm getting to be a broken record on this point, but, you know, it is fucking beautiful that somebody can sit and do a, uh, make a whole record on a laptop. Yeah, sure. But if they never. Develop if they never like accept feedback, if they never from or, or get feedback even from anybody, yeah, except that like you're awesome because you made it, like that's dangerous because everything then just it's just a race to the bottom, um, of what we can do, um, artistically, exactly. and so when you see somebody like you or uh, other, like, I know like Justin Jones in his uh, new pro, new old project, The Dead Men, mm-hmm. they really putting like their heart into it. I mean, this is not, it, it's, it's not a product to them. Like, I think that stuff is ultimately what's going to sort of rise up and people are going to take notice of.
1: Yeah, man, I, I hope, I mean, it's, I just love, I love music. It's a, all I've ever cared about. And to be able to, contribute in a new way because it was just drums for so long to be able to contribute in a new way yeah. is, is really great. And the fact that I just discovered this, I was living in Berlin and there was an English speaking open mic and I went twice and I saw people singing their songs and doing their poetry or whatever. And I thought, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Just like, this is the theme of this book. it could be called fuck it, the podcast. But, uh, <laughs> I get on stage and I sing and I sing my songs and it's fucking bad. I have videos of it. It's not great. Of course it is. But I came back and I did it again, and I, did it again yeah. and I fucking did it again and I fucking did it again. And that, and it's only because I was in Berlin, I felt like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm in Europe, man. Let's do yeah, that. if those Europe. were the
0: conditions that needed to, yeah. you know, I mean, everybody finds their own thing of doing that. And then, I mean, even starting the site, it was literally a fuck it moment. It was yes, just like, we're doing it. It was like, yeah, we're just, okay, we're going to do this. We don't know how to do this. Fucking, but we're doing We'll it. figure out how to do it. So it's great. Fuck yeah. it. We're yep. all
1: doing it. Sweet.
0: Well, cool. Uh, thanks for having Yeah, it. man. Thanks for coming to the basement. Uh, you going to hold steady?
1: I will be there. A front. I will open. I will be the one opening the doors when the door opens. All right. To well be then. at the front of the stage. We will because be there, Greg. The me, is me my Paul, fucking and Andre Jordan are going. Stage. So it'll be a giant breakfast. God damn it! It's. I just. I saw them at U Street yeah. Music Hall. I just can't even fucking take it. <laughs> I've never been so overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Usually like that, that I'm just like nodding like a hipster or whatever. This like I'm fucking like that was losing actually, my mind. With the uh, that was city. actually at yeah, a point
0: I was like, when I was a little down on the whole steady, but that show turned me around a little bit. So.
1: Well, because you didn't like the last album, right?
0: Evidence whenever. No.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly. I'm, I'm, pence, I, I'm
0: pensive about teeth dreams. Apparently, it's their
1: darkest album, which is darker I, and better I, for me. I'm good,
0: yeah. I'm good if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Fucking great. Yeah. I can't wait to see you there and Sweet. see the show.
0: Sweet. So, seriously, thanks, Sean, for, Thank for uh, coming by. Yeah, I mean, it's, and, my first uh, one. it's great. Yeah. Hold City. We're
1: going to end on the Hold City. So, I drove to the coast. Thinking this time I'll make the most of this Yes, I alone. so won't you come at me gently Just come at me gently I don't like standing in your way not taking back
0: There you go. That is our conversation with Sean Barna right there for you. Uh, like I said at the front, I think it was, it's uh, it's pretty inspirational how the guy uh, his approach to doing this um, he's just really putting it, everything into it, which isn't necessarily unique, but you don't hear somebody speak about it that, I guess, raw uh, that raw fashion too often. Um, got a little taste of the single there. Come at me gently uh, at the tail into that interview uh, that will be out in a couple weeks I believe uh, we'll, we'll confirm and then put that in the show notes in the meantime he is playing shows two three nights a week it's sort of absurd so get out and see him uh, if you liked anything that he said and if you liked it even what you little you heard of that song uh, there'll be more to come you're gonna be hearing a lot from Sean this summer uh, which is gonna be cool. Leading up to that EP release, which is going to be really cool. Uh, I've heard a good bit of it, and he did a did a bang up job. So that's our podcast for this week. Uh, n- next week, because I think I lied a little and said we were going to do this week, we're just going to do one. It's going to be this one. Uh, but next week, we will be back with uh, some album reviews and then uh, interview with Alex from Paper House. Uh, until then, uh, hopefully, we'll see you out at the show, and if not, just uh, take care, everybody.